0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bordering Bodies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this week's Bordery Buddies podcast. So this week is really interesting for me because I am joined by Ashley Bishop of ABC Fitness because I don't do anything like that. So <laughs> I suppose I could be persuaded, <laughs> but but we'll see. <laughs> so Ashley works with business owners to help them perform at their best because their business demands it and their family deserve it. And I think that's absolutely key. So welcome, Ashley, and thank you for joining me on the podcast.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to uh, yeah, have a great conversation.
0: Yeah, good, good. So, Ashley, I know because we have had one-to-ones... In the past, that the story that you have behind how you got here with your business is quite compelling. So, tell us your story.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. Yes, it's um it's been a fascinating journey, which for me started back in 2005. And don't worry, I'm not going to go year by year, <laughs> plane by plane, <laughs> half an hour just going through that. So, I um I qualified as a personal trainer in 2004. Uh, I was working as a gym instructor and typically. uh Back then, gym instructors were all minimum wage, and they were kind of like the just the, the general dog's body of, of, the, of the gym. I was like, do you know One day, I was, I was 17, 18 at the time. I was like, one day, I want to have a family. I'd love to have a family one day. And my mum and dad always told me that children cost a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I didn't realise that until I had my own. And okay. I'm also a massive petrol head, and I know that cars probably cost the same amount, and sometimes if not more, than children. So I need to do something where I can make... The money I want to make to provide for a family and to have a few nice cars, but also have the time to enjoy it. Because yeah. I used to see a lot of people, uh, a lot of the grumps in my family, you know, they work really long hours and they didn't really see their family. So I need to do something. So in the early 2000s, personal training was this new shiny thing. It was just sort of filtering down from being exclusive for the rich and famous to now uh, more readily available. So I qualified, it took a year to qualify. Um, it was a very uh, intensive, challenging course. Qualified, came out and launched my own business on the 1st of January 2005. Uh, I started working out of the gym, which for me back then, uh, it wasn't very, uh, it wasn't a nice way to work with people. Because you were, you know, there weren't many personal trainers around then. So you saw someone in some gym that had personal trainer written on the back and and everyone would try earwig for information. So like I need somewhere to work from, you know, because to me, that's, that would be true personal training. So I eventually opened up my own facility in um, the 22nd of October 2005. It was a lovely converted barn and and started working from there. And with no business acumen, I had no idea about business. I just was passionate about helping people. So that lack of business acumen meant that within two years, I was fully booked because there were no other personal trainers in the area. You know, it was you wanted a personal trainer within a 30 mile radius of me. I was it. So. Two years, fully booked, but because I didn't have that business acumen, fully booked was me delivering 40 to 50 one-hour PT sessions a week. So by the time I was working with my clients and then doing all the book work, the paperwork, all that fun stuff that we all forget we have to do as business owners, (laughs) I was working probably 60, 70-hour weeks, sometimes 80-hour weeks. Yes. But I was in my early 20s. I was living at home, and it was mum and dad's laundry service, cooking service, cleaning. You know, they do everything for you service. Mm-hmm. and you don't pay you don't pay much money to live at home either it's great <laughs> that was fine and you know that allowed me i bought i had made a really nice engagement ring for my then girlfriend my now wife caitlin wedding of her dreams honeymoon of her dreams uh, had a couple of nice cars as well nice house deposit bought our, our first home together uh, then realized that i had to do this thing called adulting Yeah, you know, <laughs> i've now got to do the washing the ironing the cooking the cleaning the scrubbing the toilet i've got to do all that stuff as well so now suddenly there's a bit more pressure. You know, I'm having to spin more plates. I've got this mad business that, that's really time consuming. But now I've got to help look after this home. A little bit more pressure, but we, we made it work. Uh, and then we were blessed with our first son, Thomas, uh, who is 10 uh, this month, which is really scary. And for me, that's when it all went wrong. Because suddenly, you know, you get given this this, this living thing that doesn't come with an instruction manual. You know, and all I do is cry and poo and eat and goodness knows. So suddenly I've got more plates to spin. And that's when it was like, I I can't spin all these plates at once. I just can't do it all. So what did I do? I did what most people do. I stopped looking after me, you know, because I can't give up on the business. I can't not help look after this living thing that we've got to figure out how to look after. So what's left? The time I spent looking after me. Mm, yeah so by by the time Thomas was one uh, it was around his first birthday I'd pulled on around about three and a half stone and literally I get to the top of the stairs and I was breathless uh, and at that point I was actually suffering from depression yeah it, it wasn't a particularly fun uh, no. fun time and it all came to a head again around Thomas's first birthday and um, Kate and my wife sat me down for one of those conversations of Ashley I've gone back to work three days a week now I've got less bedtime Ashley, I pretty much run the house on my own. Putting the hoover around a couple of times a month doesn't count. Ashley, I feel like a married single parent. Hmm. I'm not playing this game. Hmm. Sort yourself out. You know, so that was the wake-up call for me that I've got to do something. And, of course, you know, I've got my own personal tranquility. You know, I've got all the gear i've actually got a small team behind me one of those is is shane he's a world-class nutritionist and we can call him world-class because he he trained under and graduated from the olympic committee so he knows his bananas much better than me <laughs> i've got everything on a silver platter right i need to get this done so of course off i go you know right i'll change my diet start exercising drink more water go to bed earlier get up earlier meditate journey and all this stuff and i did brilliantly for two weeks and then of course something went wrong I fell off the wagon, I lost motivation and willpower, and I gave up. And any results I'd achieved, I lost. A few weeks went by, had that kind of knee-jerk reaction. I don't want to become a part-time parent. Off we go again. In exactly the same thing, brilliant for two weeks, all went wrong. So I came out of that and and had that sort of light bulb moment of, we have world-class information. And yes, all right, uh, I completely see the irony here of, an expert at what i do but i haven't been looking after me i get that but we've got world-class information why can't i do the work yeah i don't have an information problem i have an implementation problem yes i can figure out how to implement this stuff i'm going to be onto a winner so i went searching uh, and i came across the answer for me in something called neuroscience there was someone in the health fitness world talking about neuroscience behavioral change you know how we all know what we should be doing Yet we don't do it consistently. I started diving into the courses that he created and sort of it started to become more and more of my geeky pleasure. And and I came out very quickly and said, right, yes, we need this stuff. We need the nutrition, the exercise, the sleep, the time management stuff that we already do. But I now need to team it up with this neuroscience approach, this practical neuroscience approach to behavioral change and habit creation. And that's what it is. And, and I created a new program. And I, w- I was client one. You know, yeah. I it went through it and I won't say it was easy. You know, there was no magic wand. Yeah. You know, it still took time, effort and energy. It still went wrong on occasions, but I had everything in place to then keep me going. It's so a, I,
0: physician heal myself.
1: <laughs> that's it. So, you know, I, I did the work. I got the results. Lost the way, got my fitness back, overcame depression. So much so, we had another one, another child, uh, Jack, who's now six and a half. And I, I realized two things. First of all, I realized at that point that my the people I can help the most are people that have had a similar journey. Because yeah. I've experienced it. I've been there. I've, I've done that. I bought the T-shirt. Right. Hence why I now spend my days talking to and working with small business owners. Because I understand the the challenges of trying to juggle or spin all those plates and look after yourself. And then, secondly, I realized that I needed help, uh, business coaches' help to actually, how do I put all this together? How do I package it so I can make the money I want to make without working 70, 80 hours or 60, 70, 80 hours a week?
0: Yeah.
1: And then we fast forward to today, and here we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is compelling. And I think many business owners will recognize some of that journey. That you, you do stop looking after yourself, yeah. and, and it seems ironic really many business owners who like us who you know we want to help as many people as possible we forget about ourselves yeah
1: I think it's what I've noticed what I've what I've observed with the hundreds of clients I've worked with the thousands of conversations I've had is what we do when we launch our business you know we we dive into it and it becomes we've got to make it successful so you know it we we have that tunnel vision you know and if we've got a family we, we don't want to sacrifice any more family time because we do sacrifice our family a little bit when we start a business. Yes. Of course, what, what's left is is us and the time we looked after ourselves. So it's normally in those first sort of two to four years, getting your business to that point where your head comes above water, that's that's when we kind of sacri- really sacrifice ourselves. And then, of course, we, our head comes above water and we go, holy moly. You, know, mm-hmm. you My gap <laughs> go was gone, that afternoon energy crash, a client described it brilliantly recently. They said, Ashley, everything's all right, but every day is hard work. Every day feels like I'm trying to sprint through treacle. You know, it's it's hard work and I'm not getting anywhere fast. Hmm. Uh, and that's because as a small business owner, you are your business's most valuable asset. Hmm. You know, you're the driving force of your business. Uh, and of course, if you're tired, you don't have great health, your head's all over the place. You can't drive your business forwards. You kind of no. you're running on, the, you know, you're sprinting on, like being on a treadmill. You're sort of working really hard, getting getting nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're emotional as well. Yeah. I find that you know, it could you're short tempered, you're irrational sometimes because you're so. I was going to say overwhelmed, then, but I don't think you even have to go to overwhelm. I think just some business pressure, and we we just forget don't we when we start a business like you described earlier you know we we start the business because we want to help people we're good at something and then we realize that actually running the business is a job in itself uh, and of course there's, there's very little training out there
1: well, this is it it, it wasn't <laughs> until I started employing coaches to kind of teach me these things I've just been winging it uh, and of course, of course we all do I, yeah. I think we all do you kind of have that all Business is all about delivering your thing to your yes. people. Yeah. But then you get, well, I've got to do the books as well. And I've got to do the advertising. And I've got to do the content creation. Yeah. And I've got to keep the place tidy. Yeah. And, and suddenly so you've got this long list. It's like, it's not just delivering your thing. It's, it's all of this stuff. It's, it's yes. all of this stuff. And you've got to fit that into however many hours a week.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly one of the things that we do in Mastermind is, is we bring the group together Because they help each other uh, to reduce all that, you know, overwhelm, if you like, you know that. Because they ask each other, well, how do you do this and how do you do that, and so they they're sharing all their experience and knowledge, and it just helps them to think about their business and the things they do differently. So, yeah, it's really useful that having people around you to help you, And, and we, you know, do all the usual. You know look at your cash flow and you know have you got this in place that in place that kind of stuff really interesting so tell us how you what's the typical journey with a client then what you know how do you kind of yeah, thank you get them on board
1: so for me we really it's all conversational based you know over the years i've tried various different marketing strategies spent thousands of pounds on various different you know like facebook mm. ads and google ads and what I found for someone like me where I'm selling a service and, and something that's very, it's a very personal service. Yes. It starts you having a conversation like this. It just starts you having a conversation. Mm. So, for me, you know, my, my people are, are business owners. Mm. Um, so I've always gone, actually, well, where do business owners hang out? Because I need to go and hang out with them. So yeah. I do quite a lot of networking and, and it's just having a conversation and you know, listening to people. A lot of people now, we, we talk for the sake of talking rather than the listening and really taking it on board or, you know, instead of really listening, you're, you're listening to kind of give, a you know, to answer rather than actually listening to what's being said. So I just listen to people, you know, and, and it's amazing how just by listening to people, you find out some amazing things. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, for me, it's all conversational based. Um, and at some point, some will go, actually, can you tell me more about what you do? Or actually, I've been finding this challenge. Can we talk about how you could help me? Hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, and at that point, we then go into uh, what I call a more structured conversation. Rather than just having it, it's a more structured conversation, I call it the the exhausted to unstoppable strategy session, uh, where we're more focused. So that's like an experience of actually working with me. Mm. Uh, where we go through the first step of my process, which is all focused on uh, inspirational goal setting. Mm-hmm. That, for me, is great because it helps someone shift their mentality from yeah. exercise will be something I'll do when I have the time.
0: Mm, yes,
1: and let's face it, we never have the time because there's always something going on. Mm, or yes. as I sometimes say to, to to someone, if you've got time, you've got a bigger problem right now because your business is going in the wrong direction. It's interesting, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, because we're all a small business owners. You know, it is yes. it's full on. You know, it always is, and it and it always will be. If you're quiet, you're going in the wrong direction. But this is where you have to shift that mentality, that mindset from, yeah, looking after myself, I'll do when I've got the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Actually, I understand why looking after myself is vital. I understand the impact it's going to have on my life, on my business, on my clients, Mm. on my family. Yeah. so It's a vital thing. And I need to know how to do it in the most time efficient manner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about, you know, in the early days when you were working, 60, 70 hours and and that kind of thing. So you filled your working, you know, your 40 hours a week with 41-hour sessions of of delivery. And really, we forget, don't we, that actually you need a couple of days a week to actually work on your business and do the the other job running it. So actually, that that old-fashioned mindset, you know, because you used to work 40 hours when you were employed. Yeah. You know, So you automatically take that into your business and, and kind of imagine that you're going to work for 40 hours delivering. But we have to realise as business owners that ha- it can, we, we, pretty much you can only deliver two or three days a week. Because so. the other is working, working on the other part of the job.
1: That's it, that's it. It's, it was always said to me that in reality, only 50% of your time will actually be delivering your thing to your people. And I'm yeah. sure you know it, it will be there or thereabouts. Some people it might be sixty yeah. percent, forty. It might mm-hmm. be you know the other you know, but it's got yeah. to be there or thereabouts because yes, you've got all these other things to do. Um, yeah. All right, you may get to a point where you can outsource some of that, but there are also still a lot of small business owners who are no, I've got to I've got to do this, that, mm-hmm. and the other.
0: Yeah, a chap came to a mastermind kind of discovery session a couple of months ago, and he's an accountant just set up a practice. And we were talking about outsourcing because I, as a you know small business owner, just like you, we, I try to outsource some of my stuff, you know, because I can't do it all. Yes. Um, and I'm not good at it.
1: I think that's the important thing as well, isn't it? You can't be as a small business owner. You can't be an expert at everything. No, no. You know, I, I'm rubbish at bookkeeping. So yeah. you know, all my accounts and that, well, I, I have someone do that because they're the expert at that and it would take me a long time same with technology you know I I love being a man I love technology I never read the instruction manual Um, yeah but you know so the website the app that I've had to, you know all this stuff could I do it myself well probably I could read a book and teach myself how to do it but how long is it going to take
0: yeah exactly yeah 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 the chat that, that came to visit us had a bit of a light bulb moment because we were talking about outsourcing and and said well you know, how much would you, would you pay a bookkeeper, you know, and how much do you earn per hour? And, and he said, Oh yeah, even though I can do it, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So we, even though he's an accountant, yeah, he's out outsourcing his bookkeeping uh, because he can earn more That's it. being the accountant.
1: I think that's, again, it's, as we talk about framing, as I was sort of talking about framing it from, my health being nice things to do we've got the time versus it's vital it's it's having that yeah. realisation framing it of yeah. i'm paying this person x amount yeah but i can earn y amount you know and if where's the, mm. where's the difference
0: yeah you, you you talked about it as you you are the asset in the business and and if you imagine that you know i always kind of think well you know if you had a big expensive machine that did your production you wouldn't not maintain it or, you know, because it's a big expensive machine. It's one of your assets. That's it. Um, and yet quite often we just ignore that as a business owner, don't we? Yeah. We're, we're on that treadmill, that hamster wheel of... It,
1: this is it. And I think it's it, it's been drummed into us as well over over the years, isn't it, without going too far down that rabbit hole. But, you know, that whole, oh, just keep your head down uh, and keep pushing forwards. Or yeah. it's a bit tricky right now, just keep your head down and keep pushing yeah. forwards. And, yeah. and of course, you do, and you keep pushing it. But it then also, it gets harder because you're not looking after yourself, and your head's all over the place, and you don't have the, yeah. the physical, the mental, or the emotional energy. And then you end up working longer hours, and and it's very easy to run down that that rabbit hole quite some way. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Yeah. you've told me about you know having a conversation with someone. It just starts with a conversation. So let's cut to the chase now. How painful is it in terms of? time and effort and
1: thank you. yeah but <laughs> after that conversation there's there's two ways to work with me I've got what's called the inner circle and the elite circle and this really depends upon the person so again when we're having this more structured conversation in the uh, the exhaustive unstoppable strategy session this is where I'm I'm understanding where they're at where they want to get to obviously we've made that mental shift of actually you're looking after yourself is vital for all of these reasons the impact it's going to have mm. it's then kind of all where are you at what do you want to get from this so the inner circle is for those people who probably have done nothing for a a period of time because again they've made those sacrifices to get Mm -hmm. their business to this point so they're really starting at sort of like ground zero as it were but but also they're never going to have the time you know they know they need to do something they want to learn how but it's the minimum effective dose What's the minimum effort I've got to put in? Because I've got all this other stuff to focus on as well. Mm, yeah, and that's and I, and I completely get that because that's P as well. So for me, the the inner circle is a, a group based offering. So for me, that's going to be it's a group of up to forty small business owners, mm. and we start off with what I call the Fit Five. So when they come and start working with me, they go through the the Fit Five process. Fit Five as your morning routine. Hydration, nutrition, exercise, and sleep. Because in reality, actually looking after yourself so you can look, feel, and form your best is really, really straightforward. Mm. It's it completely overcomplicated by the health and fitness world, obviously, because we want to. The health fitness world wants to make money, and to make money, we've got to make things sound difficult that you need our help. In reality, it's really, really straightforward. You do these simple, straightforward things, and you you start implementing in the way where you focus on habit creation. You'll get great results like that. So how this works, it works through the app that I've had developed, which is a, a really exciting new addition. Um, yeah. So the app, every, uh, all clients get access to the app. They get their own account. And the app, there's two parts to the app. First of all, it's a habit tracker. So again, you go in there every day, tick, I've done that, tick, I've done that. So we can see what you're doing. And again, if something isn't working for you, it, it highlights we you're not doing it, so it's not working. We need to tweak it and refine the process for you. The other part of the app is where you've got the program. So this is where you can go in. I've recorded the trainings. So you go in, right, I'll watch this training. So you can watch it at your pace when mm. it's for you. I always suggest to clients, they schedule in like, you know, 30 minutes a week just to go through something. All the workouts are in there as well. So everything they need is within the app. They can access that on their phone, on tablet, laptop, desktop. We then do a weekly group call. Again, I, I love you talk about the masterminds and having the, mm. you know, Go through the same experience. This is what I love. So every week on a Friday at one o'clock, we have a a call and that alternates between sort of like an education. Here's a new thing to talk about. Uh, And then we do like a a true coaching, you know, what's working well, what's not working well. How can we help? Sometimes we we'd like a hot seat as well, because I completely am on the exact same page. You have a group of people that are like minded. The support they will give one another is phenomenal. Mm,
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And exactly. um, so that's the the group based offering there. So yes, we are looking at creating new habits, like a more a fifteen minute morning routine. We are looking at daily exercise. Again, that's fifteen minutes. So it's all about the minimum effective dose. Because if I said to someone who's busy, where well, you've got a lot of stuff going on, you've got all oh, you've got to exercise for an hour a day. You've got to get up at five o'clock in the morning and join the five a.m. club and do an hour to get yourself in the right headspace. And then you've got to do this, and then you've got to do that. Yeah, you. You know that's what I've learned. You don't have the time.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm off already.
1: You don't, that's it. No, I can't do it. You're right. You're going to do you know a 15 minute morning routine to get you physically, mentally, and emotionally primed for the day ahead. You know you're going to do you know a 15 minute daily workout. Here's the nutritional stuff. Here's the the the, the hydration and, and the sleep. So it's all about that minimum effective dose. Mm. Because when we when we frame it this way, yeah, I can do 15. I can do 15 minutes exercise a day. Mm. I put it in there. I it in there. Actually, I've got fifteen minutes between that meeting and that meeting. Suddenly, so oh, you've got to go and exercise for an hour in the gym. Oh, well, I've got to drive to the gym. So it's twenty minutes to the gym. Then I'm going to get changed. Then I have an hour there. And, and suddenly, it's well, actually, it's not an hour. It's it's nearly two hours. Yeah. yeah. So it's just again from that habitual, it, it's framing it away where it's mm-hmm. it's not overly time consuming. Yeah. So that's the the inner circle for me. The the elite circle, again, this is for business owners. They may be slightly uh, further on their journey. Maybe they've got a couple of employees. Right. The, the real difference, however, is they're already doing things. So they might already be running. They might be going to the gym or cycling or swimming. So they're, they're already doing things, but they may not be doing the right things or combining the right things together. And they want to challenge. You know, they want to push themselves. They want to apply themselves. But they need that direction to go, we well, need to do this and this. and mm. this. So yeah. that's the elite circle. That works a little bit differently. They have access to the app, so they've got the, the tracking, the habit tracker on there as well. They've got any trainings on there that they need. But the elite circle is a mixture of one-on-one and then a group thing. So uh, it's more hand-holding to those people that want a more tailored experience. We do a fortnightly strategy session when we go through the next step of the process for them. Uh, and then we do a monthly group call again which is that same sort of thing a little bit of learning hot seat sharing experiences helping each other out oh, okay yeah
0: interesting yeah 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 I, I can't do that 5am thing
1: no, I, I, tried, I tried it I I, for me it's all about going first you know I, I can't say to someone or oh, try this if I've not tried it myself so <laughs> I've tried all the different diets and all the different fatty yeah. things out there just so I can actually, you know, say with confidence, I've done this and this is what I found. And yeah, I tried to join the Five m Club. I joined it for two weeks, and no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing that game. It's having a morning routine. Yes, I really, really believe it. But having to get up hours before everyone else, I. It's not sustainable for for a lot of people. No. Yeah, you've got a, if you're trying to run a small business or you've got a family to look after, it, it doesn't work.
0: No, no. I not think...
1: as a long-term strategy. And that, for me, is yeah. having creation, you know, I want to, for me, I want to impact people's lives. So, you know, like one client recently, I worked with this person 10 years ago. We we bumped into each other. Actually, well, I'm, I'm not doing everything exactly as we did, but I'm still doing things. I'm exercising every day. I've got, you know, a slightly different morning routine, but, you know, still drinking enough water. We're eating in a way that's working for me. And i've got the results i'm keeping the results when and since we last spoke i've launched my new business and it's going great And i've done this mm. and if i'm honest a lot of it all comes down to what we did together brilliant yeah so that that Definitely. for me is what it's all about you know yeah. this, the quick fix of coming you know could i give someone an eight week program to help them drop two clothes sizes yeah of course i could but what's the likelihood of them continuing to do that after those eight weeks yeah because it it will be an extreme thing that's that's unrealistic for you to to Mm do day in day out
0: yeah I I I think there are a lot of people that might continue with that because eight weeks is probably enough to start to build a a routine Mm -hmm. you know um, but I think for people and this is me as well I've got to have the accountability that's it I've got to be able to say or to tick it off and to have that conversation with a another to say, well, yeah, did that
1: this is it. Yeah. And, and we, uh, we do. I personally don't call it accountability because a lot of people have this belief that accountability is this naming and shaming. Mm, you, yeah, you, that's true. you lazy so-and-so you've not done <laughs> what you said you were going to do.
0: Yeah.
1: You just need to work harder next week. You need to put more effort in. You need to want it badly enough. Yeah you know, accountability and this is where we use the habit track. Like every week everyone has a check-in in, in each yeah. group, the inner circle, the elite circle. You know, do a little screenshot of your your habit track so we can see what's going on. And mm-hmm. that's just for me true accountability is then going, well look, this is what you said you were going to do. This mm-hmm. is what you've done. Why hasn't that happened there's a reason why it's not happening. What what yeah. is that? It could yeah. be a genuine reason of actually do you know what the kids have been mm-hmm. ill or I've been ill so I don't have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Or it might just be yeah. this isn't working for me. Mm. It's not working for you now. It probably is never going to work for you. So take that bit out, put that bit in. Go and mm. track that, and then we'll see if it works. Because I know what you know, I know it works, Shay knows what works, the, the other small team around me. We all know it works. We're all experts in our field.
0: Yeah.
1: But we're not an expert in your life. You mm. are. Yes, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's a real sort of collaborative thing of right mm. we know what works here you go we're going to give it to you we're going to drip feed it to you to not over uh, to not give you too much to do at once mm. but you've got to go and try it and if it doesn't work great we'll give you something else and mm. then you just keep okay. what works yeah and disregard yeah. what doesn't yeah because yeah. we're all like-minded we're all small business owners we all have similar challenges mm. but our lives are still completely different yeah yeah
0: well, when Sorry. we start the business, we we generally start because we want to choose, don't we? How and when we work.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and then we get into that trap of working ridiculous hours and yeah. when yeah. we don't want to.
0: I like that. I, the accountability word is 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 a, a difficult word, I think. I, you know, one person said to me when they came, they'd set their goals and they came in the following month and said, "Oh, you're not going to tell me off, are you?"
1: <laughs> this that's, is it no <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's not what to me that's not what accountability is but this is what a lot of people have branded accountability you know if you've not done it I'm going to come down on you like a ton of bricks <laughs>
0: yeah
1: no it's just for me it's opening up that conversation of hey look yeah. it, you know this isn't working for you we need to discover why it's not working yeah if we discover that we can change it mm. because, yeah if it doesn't work for you now you know yeah it'll work for you
0: Yeah. yeah
1: so it's just what, yeah, it's it's just the the name of it, which is why again I call it habit tracking. You know, and we're going to just have a weekly check in. Yeah, it gives us that opportunity to go. You need to make some changes, which we can then bring up at one of the the strategy sessions of the group sessions.
0: Yeah, okay. So, I I would imagine that you get quite a lot of early conversations with people who say, "Yeah, I quite like the idea of getting fit." I've tried it before, and after a couple of weeks, it all falls off the wagon. Yeah. how
1: do you kind
0: of cope with the uh, what, diminishing motivation? Let's say.
1: Yeah. No, that's great. Well, I mean, th- these are the people that I love talking to. That I've tried every diet under the sun. I've tried all these different exercise regimes. I've had a personal trainer in the past. I come from a personal training background. I I don't identify as a person. That's a big fun conversation, isn't it? I don't identify as a personal trainer anymore because, again, the the preconceptions people have got about what personal trainers do but yeah these are the people I've talked to. I've I've tried this I've tried this like well so I'm framing it from the very first conversation you know it's we're not looking at the quick fix we're looking at the long game in reality I want all clients to stay with me for at least six months Mm -hmm. because that's enough time to create new habits to find what works to find what, what doesn't work where you come to, you know, a 12-week program, there's just no time because 12 weeks flies by. Yes, yeah. Or eight weeks, it just flies by.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm trying to position it that it, from the very first conversation, it's not a quick fix. It takes time. The regular touch points are great, you know, having that weekly check-in, the weekly group calls for mm-hmm. the inner circle, obviously fortnightly strategy sessions for the elite circle, the monthly group call as well, and then yeah. the weekly check-ins. So, yeah. you know, constantly checking on people. And again, you all know this from running the masterminds. You put the right people together. And when someone's having a bad day, mm. other people, it's all yeah. right, we're here. Yeah. What's up? What's yeah. going on? How can we help? So, it's being yeah. part of that group environment of like minded people that just chivies people on. Mm. And mm. because we're not looking to change everything at once, you know, we layer it up slowly, hence why it takes sort of six months. Mm. Because we're layering it up slowly, I'm not asking people to try and do everything at once. Mm because that then we go oh, you know right let's just mass, mass. for some people they take one thing a month mm. especially for some people getting through the fit five takes five months right this month all i'm going to focus on this month is hydration because that's where my head's at right now i've got so much going to work all i can think about is building a habit of hydration brilliant do that right next next month we'll add in the morning routine okay. where some people can take two or three things a month so again it's my job is realistically keeping you going at your pace, not my pace. Right. Yes. Really. Yes. Yeah, you've got to do yeah. the work. But for some people, so yeah, I've got some clients that kind of, right, I can do two or three things this month because I've got the time, that, the headspace to do it where mm-hmm. someone can go, actually, actually, uh, you know, we're having the website redesigned and, you know, I'm launching this new business concept and I'm doing this. So I need, I know I need to do this, but I can only just do one. Any more than that. And I can't do anymore. So is I'll, there just one thing then? The one thing. Is
0: there one thing just, more important than another?
1: No, they all combine together, right? You know, they all work. Right, and, yeah, and yeah, for yeah. me, it's all about like the exercise we said, you know, 15 minutes a day. Because we combine it with everything else. It's like all these little marginal gains. We love that term, marginal gains. Don't yeah, all, yeah. the, the little things add up. Yes. Trying to overhaul one major thing. So they all add up. A great place to start. So, you know, if if someone wants to take something away from this today, the best place to start is hydration.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say sleep.
1: No, well, again, sleep, but. For me, that's kind of down the line. They're all important, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. All, all Sorry, important. yeah, I didn't mean to pin you
1: down. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. No, sleep is vital. You know, we, we talk about sleep. We spend a lot of time talking about sleep and, and creating a good free bedtime routine to ensure mm. that you get
0: all right.
1: quality sleep. Yeah. Uh, but if someone wants a really, really stupidly simple place to start, hydration. Brilliant. Ladies, you want to be drinking somewhere in the two litres a day, typically. Oh, somewhere in the three litres a day. But is that just water? If you want to spice it up a little bit with some squash or some fruit juice or actual fruit in it, because I know some people like to put fruit, sliced fruit in. If you want to spice up your water, go for it. You know, I, I've got, you know, all my water bottles when I'm having it, I probably put a little bit of lime cordial in just because okay. it water on its own. Very, very boring. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So if you want to spice it up a little bit, spice it up a little bit. Make sure when you do start drinking more water to add on to that tip, don't consume it all at once. All right. Your <laughs> bladder is only a certain size. And when it's filled up, if you consume more than what it's filled up with, you kind of get backed up. So And this is why some people and I used to hear this a lot. Oh, actually, you know, I've got up and I've I've been straight to work and it's now lunchtime. I've not had anything to drink. And then they're sort of trying down half a litre or a litre. And then suddenly they're having to run to the toilet three or four times in quick succession.
0: Mm. Mm. And
1: that's purely because they filled the bladder up. They've gone to empty it. But then all the other water, they'll fill the bladder up again. They've got to go empty it. So a
0: little
1: tip here is regular, small sips on a regular basis. Or even set an alarm on your phone for every hour. And just then have a little bit, you know, every hour. So space it out. because when you space that out... not filling up your bladder so you won't suddenly be running to the toilet every few minutes
0: that's brilliant okay Um,
1: there's loads of reasons why hydration is important i think i'm just aware of our time together one the 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 biggest reason i feel that i'll share with you now about why hydration is a great place to start a two percent reduction in your hydration okay so it's not a lot right two percent reduction in hydration can actually reduce your productivity, your performance, your output, call it what you will, by 10 to 20%. Mm. If we now just make that sound a bit more, my math is not particularly great. Let's say you work 10 hours a day. That makes math quite easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you work 10 hours a day, that's one to two hours a day you could be losing just by not being dehydrated, but becoming dehydrated. So one to two hours a day. You work five days a week. That's five to ten hours a week. Yeah. That's twenty to forty hours a month in productivity you are losing because you're becoming dehydrated.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: So okay. when we, I call this a quick win, right? Because I mean, you, yes, you, you might want to put a little bit of squash with it or some cordial yeah. or some fruit. Mm. Set an alarm up, and yes, all right, every hour you might take a minute just to have a few swigs of water, but when you stack that against what you could be losing, is you know, what a frame. Mm.
0: How interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and when you talk about...
0: Yeah, I noticed that, you know, there are certain parts of the day when, you know, I'm writing something, for instance. You know, in the morning, for instance, I can write it, I'm on it, I'm in it, and all that kind of stuff. Come the afternoon, even though, you know, I, I probably could be more creative in the afternoon, it takes so much longer. Yeah. I wonder if that's
1: yeah yeah I mean there's not one answer to that there are multiple answers to that yeah you know we could dive into talking about your conscious capacity tank and then there's nutrition yeah you know, and then obviously sleep so there's a lot to talk about there's lots of little reasons that will add up to that but yeah. yeah hydration is it's equipment because it doesn't take up a lot of time it's really really simple right um the last tip I give with that is probably buy yourself a one litre or two one litre water bottles rather than having little cups yes mm-hmm. How many little cups have I had? I'll go fill the cup up. You know, it's much easier to go. I've got a liter water bottle, I need to drink two of these a day. Mm. Yeah. Or you know, I've I've even got you know a, a two-liter water bottle. Like, right, you know, wow. I can drink that in the day. <laughs> If I drink that while I'm at work, then I've I've got to give myself everything I need, because with a few other couple of drinks in the evening, I'm yeah. done.
0: Yeah. Is there any any place for tea? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, look, that was the last thing I was going to talk about with the hydration. People talk about, you know, tea and coffee and caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant, first of all. And if we have too much caffeine, we can actually overstimulate our nervous system, which has then a lot of negative impact with our our focus or productivity and things like that. All right. It's a fascinating conversation. And you'll talk to different people that have different things. Where, no, no, you know, caffeine dehydrates body. So it, the water in that doesn't count. Well, I kind of sit on the fence and try and see the best of both worlds if you want to have three or four cups of a caffeinated drink per day tea or coffee or something like that the water in that counts so I probably have uh, three or four cups of coffee a day and you know here's one now I've got one here so I know I probably do if I'm perfectly honest with how much this holds I probably do a litre a day in coffee okay and that counts so actually if I drink that two litre bottle and four of these a day there's my three litres anyway any more than four cups of tea or coffee a day, then we have to start talking about the caffeine can be overstimulating your system and that can have a negative impact.
0: What about if it's decaffeinated? Is that better.
1: Decaf is, yeah, decaf is fine. Obviously, you, know, you can then start talking about the, the decaffeination process and the, the process it goes through to be bleached, right. to obviously take the caffeine out. Um, there are other issues there. It's, a, it's a, I told you it was a minefield. Yeah, yeah. It's To be fair, I actually have decaf anyway so these are the decaps i just like the taste of caffeine but if you like the taste of caffeine then 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 fill your boobs last thing about caffeine is just always remember it takes on average on average it depends upon the strength and everything takes on average eight hours to filter the caffeine out of your system Mm -hmm. so for example if you go if you want to be in bed at 10 o'clock and you want to be starting to sleep at 10 o'clock don't have any caffeine after two Yeah. Because a lot of people, of course, as you were saying, oh, I feel a little bit brain fog in the afternoon or I slow down in the afternoon. Uh, you have the, the, the caffeine, the stimulant to get you going. But if that's three or four o'clock in the afternoon, that caffeine could still be in your system stimulating you at 10 yes. at night when you want to be sleeping.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. yes, caffeinated drinks can count if you have three and four towards consumption. Just be aware it is a stimulant. Too much caffeine can overstimulate the system and cause negative problems. And think about when you're going to bed and when you have your last caffeinated drink.
0: Brilliant tip. Thank you. Thank you. Ashley. that has been so I think we could talk for hours about this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think we could go on and on. But uh, whether people <laughs> would want to listen to us going on and on. Is <laughs> yeah. the story
0: Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me. There's lots in there and it's given me some real food for thought. Uh, thank you. So thank you for that. How do we get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, thank you. So uh, you can either visit my website, which is ashleybishop.co.uk, or you can email me ashley at ashleybishop.co.uk. If you want to stalk me on social media, I'm normally or predominantly on LinkedIn uh, Mm -hmm. over other platforms, because, again, business owners tend to hang out more on LinkedIn than any of the others.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Ashley. That's been so interesting. Yeah. And I hope that it helps some other business owners to think about, themselves as the asset in their business and that it needs taken care of okay that's brilliant thank you ashley thank you i do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the boardroom Bodies podcast do subscribe for more podcasts and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favourite podcast platform. If you have any questions or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn or email me on jacks, that's J-A-X, at JackieKc.consulting. And thanks for listening.